0: Our learning objective is to describe the cost of trading, types of transactions, and types of orders an investor can use, and indicate when it is most appropriate to use which type of order. Commissions are an explicit cost, meaning that we can see these directly. They are the fees charged by brokers for handling investment transactions. Now, in the old days, the commission structure used to be fixed. It was set by the New York Stock Exchange, and all brokers followed that commission schedule. Slowly, uh, some of the rules regarding the fixed commission schedule became uh, disbanded, and eventually, the SEC abolished fixed, the fixed commission schedule on May 1st of 1975. In the industry, this is known as May Day. So, technically. All brokerage commissions are now negotiable, although, of course, each firm sets its own schedule and you really don't have much negotiating power. The second cost is the bid-ask spread, which is an implicit cost. All trading is done on a bid-ask spread basis. So a bid is where a dealer or a market maker uh, is the price that they are willing to Uh, pay someone who is interested in selling the stock and the ask is the price that they will sell the stock to someone. The bid ask spread is the profit for the dealer or the market maker. And that spread represents the only income that the person uh, trading in the stock has available to them. The third cost of trading is what we call price impact and this actually uh, occurs only on large orders. Again, it's implicit, but when you're placing a relatively large order, uh, you will sometimes find that the price starts moving against you. So if you place a large order to buy, uh, as the shares are acquired in that order, the price may start to be driven up. Now, there are a variety of orders that uh, an individual can place and we're not going to go into details on all the orders. We're only going to focus on the two most common orders. And those are market order and a limit order. Now a market order is an order for immediate execution. So if you go on the internet and you place an order to buy or sell, you will probably find that within 20 or 30 seconds uh, your market order has in effect been executed and you have bought or you have sold the stock. So when you place a market order, you are guaranteed immediate execution of that order. When you place a market order, you can always check and see what the most recent trade price in the stock was, and you might have an expectation that the price you get or sell for will be uh, approximately that, uh, that same price. However, there is always the possibility that between when you place the order and your order gets executed, the price may, in fact, change. So with a market order, you are guaranteed execution, but you are not guaranteed the price. The other most common order is the limit order. Now, in a limit order, there is a specified price. So if you place a limit buy order, you are specifying the maximum price you will pay. And if it's a limit sell order, you are spe- specifying the minimum price that you would accept. So suppose that uh, an individual uh, d- this notices that during the day, a stock is trading in the, pro- in the range of $20 to $21 a share and it's currently, say, at $20.75 a share. And the individual decides that, you know, I bet that sometime during the trading day it's going to come back down and trade at $20 a share. So they might place a limit buy order at $20. And if, during the course of trading that day, or the next day or two, if the order is still in effect, The price does trade at 20, then that order will be executed. Now, when your limit order works, you invariably feel like a market genius. So, in our example, if you placed a limit order to buy at 20 when it was trading at 20 and three quarters, you will have saved yourself 75 cents a share, and on 100 shares, that would be 75 dollars. You feel wonderful. But the first time you place a limit order at, say, 20 in our example, and let's say that the stock goes from $20.75 to $30 a share in a couple days without ever going back down through 20, and you miss buying the stock for trying to save 75 cents a share, you will probably feel that that's the last time you use a limit order. With, with limit orders, you can also place time frames on them. For example, you can say it's a day order, which means if it's not executed at the end of the day, uh, then the order is canceled. You can make it a good till canceled order, GTC, which says that uh, the order stays in until you place a, uh, a, another request to cancel that order. You can also make it a week order or a month order, which expires on the last day of the week or the the last day of the month. Another variation is a stop limit order, which is an order that becomes a limit order that's effective when a certain stop price is hit. Okay, Uh, let's let's consider uh, some true false questions. Most trading is done with stop loss or stop limit orders. That's false. Most trading is done with market orders and limit orders. Second, a limit order might not result in a trade and therefore might not generate a commission for the broker. That's true. With limit orders, you are guaranteed your price, but not that the trade will necessarily take place.